Hey guys, it's professional matchmaker Jazz with Dating Done Right with Jazz. This episode is about improving your dating life by building confidence. Of course, this is something people who are already in relationships can take advantage of as well as singles because confidence is just sexy. A charismatic man is really just a super confident man. Men too love a confident woman. So no matter matter where you're at in your dating life, confidence can make things just a little bit better. And to share tips on building confidence, I've invited Mercy Hogan, a professional plus model for Levi's and Old Navy. You might have even seen her recently modeling on the Today Show. She's joining to share tools she uses to build confidence and maintain confidence in the industry. And of course, if you're a successful woman who would like to attract more masculine men you're compatible with, I've got a free training for you at attractandalpha.com. Now, back to Dating Done Right with Jazz. Hi, guys. Thanks for joining in. And I have a very special guest with me today, my girl, Mercy Hogan, who is a plus size professional model and also a confidence coach. Welcome to the show, Mercy. Thank you, Jasmine. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. You're absolutely welcome. We've never really had the chance to work together. So being Gremlinites, it's always good to work with someone that I actually first met in college long, 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 long time ago. Long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> long time ago. Man, at the time, were you aspiring to be a model then? No, absolutely not. Like I remember auditioning for... Black Dynasty, which was, you know what, I guess I can say I was a little bit because there were modeling troops on campus that I auditioned Mm -hmm. for and I wasn't selected in any of them. Um, (laughs) Right. And look at you now. Wow. So they definitely messed up. Right. I remember Black Dynasty was like, you know, like like the modeling troop of them all. Exactly. Like it was the cream of the crop. And if you weren't a part of that troop, you ain't got it. And I auditioned once and I didn't get in. I ended up modeling for another group. I think that was called Prestige, but yeah, I never got to be in a show. Like something happened like during like one of the Greek shows and the program went too long. So they had to cut one of the talents and our talent was one of the ones that got cut. So I never actually got to walk in college. But during that time, during our college years, Takara Jones was on America's Next Top Model. And I was Mm -hmm. watching that show and absolutely inspired. I was already into fashion, but never really considered being a curvier woman, like actually getting into modeling. So I was thinking about it, but definitely not really pursuing it. Okay. So just to give a little bit of background to the people who are like, what's Black Dynasty? What's a Grand One Night? Mercy and I both went to Grandma State University. Go Big G. <laughs> GSU. I just made Big G up. <laughs> GSU. And we had these modeling troops. They were called on campus. And they just basically like made clothes and modeled them. I don't think they ever actually like did anything professional, but it was like the cool thing in college. If you were into that stuff, I've never really kind of got into that, but it was like she said, Black Dynasty was the one that was like the number one modeling troupe. But I feel like Prestige was a pretty close second though. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say that they were definitely a close second and they definitely held their ground. Like being in that troop, I did learn things about modeling. Like I did learn how to walk. I did learn posture. I mean, we had several rehearsals and preparation of performing. And then I think somewhere along the lines is when I started the process to become an AKA. And so I had to kind of fall back from the modeling troupe. Gotcha. Yeah. To go through that process for Alpha Kappa Alpha sorority. So, uh, but yeah, (laughs) I mean, I'm still very good friends with a lot of people that were in the troupe and they definitely introduced me to the beginner level steps of runway. Yeah. So just thinking about that, I mean, because like you said, you're an AKA, which we know what that means at HBCUs. It's like cream of the crop girls. (laughs) And then also you were modeling in college because now you're a confidence coach, right? And I think a lot of times we think maybe people had to build up their confidence to become a confidence coach. But it sounds like you might have already had quite a bit of confidence early on, even in college. Were you always confident or how did you become a confidence coach? What motivated you? Yeah, I was actually motivated and built up my self-esteem at a very young age. I've always been heavier, curvier than my peers. And it really started with my parents. I know that it sounds very cliche, but that's really where it started for them telling me that it's what's on the inside that counts. Like whatever Mm -hmm. you have on the outside, no matter how pretty you are, there will always be someone prettier. And not to sound vain, but there will always be someone that's uglier. (laughs) (laughs) because I'm telling you you gonna have those days where you are not feeling yourself and I mean again it may sound vague but you're like you know what someone out there is worse I'm off still that. better than old girl though <laughs> exactly sometimes you need to hold on to that to get you through but yeah. so holding on to that as a child being teased for being overweight being called earthquake and then like in fourth grade and then just kind of like internalizing that and immediately changing it to something positive. I was like, okay, y'all want to call me Earthquake? That's going to be my wrestling name. If I ever become a wrestler, then my name's going to be Earthquake. I just always turn the negative into positive. And so I carried that throughout my childhood, my teenage years. Pause, pause, pause. (laughs) You were able to be this like emotionally mature in fourth grade? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't really know the how, except for I remember having those conversations from my mom about when you go through a difficult time, like it's temporary. If people tease you about your appearance, your appearance fades away, like no matter how pretty or beautiful you are, like, but what's within you is what stays. Mm -hmm. And you should always reflect the beauty that's inside of you on the outside and that'll make you even more beautiful. So, um, yes, mama. Yes. She did an amazing job. Like, thank you, mom. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because I mean, I think there's a lot of opportunity for parents, especially now with the internet, right? Like you really have to prepare your kids early to deal with whatever comes because it could be body shaming and you're constantly being looked at and judged on the internet, sometimes in good ways and sometimes in bad ways. And since we're all on there, we're all on social media. Like there's constant opportunity for people who want to hurt you to hurt you. Right. And it is also that constant comparison. I mean, back then, you know, we had magazines that I was looking in 
I remember Dulia's magazine, like I was already like in a size 12 or 13. Their catalog only went up to a size 10 or 11. And so I didn't have any representation. I didn't have any size diversity. So I'm like really just out here navigating myself, trying to figure out my purpose, figure out my place, figure out how I'm going to navigate the world with high self-esteem. And I also equated having low self-esteem as a gateway to making negative choices. Mm. And I didn't want that to happen to me. So I tried my best out of every bad situation to see the good or have it to be a teaching moment. So that way I wouldn't become vulnerable to make negative choices. I love, love, love that. So you basically told yourself like, look, if I have low self-esteem, it's going to lead me to making bad decisions, which will ultimately negatively affect my life. And so exactly. you made the decision to say, I can't allow myself to have low self-esteem because I know what I want with my life and I can't allow it to go in the direction that low self-esteem will lead me to. Yes, absolutely. And it's ever changing. Like you never get to a point to where you say, okay, I'm confident. I can just face whatever comes my way. I have confidence. No, confidence is an ongoing thing. I kind of think of it like you're building a house and then a hurricane comes. And so the next time that you build the house, like you build it stronger. So you take the lessons from that first hurricane, maybe you use stronger materials, but you take the knowledge and wisdom from the first time to build a stronger home and you keep building and you keep building because more storms will come. But Mm. when the third, fourth, fifth storms come, you'll have all of these resources and materials from the past ones that will make your home stronger. And that is your confidence house. So as you grow and as you mature and as your desires and your wants and your purpose changes, that house becomes stronger. But you have to be honest with yourself. I find a lot of times people are afraid, so they don't seek after the things to build their confidence. Either they're afraid or they're people-pleasing, or like you said, in the stage of social media, they're comparing themselves to others. And those are definitely quick ways for you to spiral to not feel confident in yourself and in your abilities. Yeah. And I think sometimes we underestimate the role that these big or small actions will play in the large picture of us building confidence. So it can be something as small as the things that people are saying to you, or in your case, not seeing representation growing up, that's giving you those negative thoughts about yourself. And over time, that will grow the same way that positive thoughts will grow. And when it comes to building confidence, so how did you get to the point to where you went from just being a confident person from childhood to actually coaching others on building confidence. How did you get to that point? Yeah, so it actually happened by chance. Once I discovered that like, I was really going to pursue modeling and I was like styling my friends and family members for free, when I turned that into a business, when I was meeting my clients to style them, The questions that they were asking me were more about confidence building than they were about how to change their wardrobe. And I was like, hmm, how can I be of service to help people to build their confidence? Because this is so much more than them getting a cute outfit or Mm -hmm. changing their wardrobe or getting the perfect pairs of shoes. Like they're 
thinking that they need to upgrade their closet, but they really need to upgrade their positive thinking, their lifestyle, their what I call compare and despair. They need to upgrade their affirmations. They need to identify their weaknesses, believe it or not. When you are weak in certain areas and you know that you're weak in those areas, like I can use myself for an example, and I'm still working on this. I can procrastinate. I'm like the queen or could be the queen or second. (laughs) (laughs) That's us. We run the queen. Yes, we run the queendom, right? So So is procrastination a confidence issue, do you think? I think it absolutely is. I mean, confidence is a whole life-changing mechanism. Mm -hmm. So if you are a procrastinator, let's just say, in your corporate job or in your career or just cleaning your house? Like, are you going to feel better if you do it within a certain timeline? Like when you finish something, when it's complete, you can't help but to feel better because you feel accomplished. So building confidence is really a checklist of your desires and your wants, things that you need to get done. As you check those things off of the list, It's boosting you. It's inspiring you. It's motivating you to get to the next level. Because if you've checked off these five things, well, now I have that out the way. I can focus on these new five things. So yes, I think procrastination and confidence definitely go hand in hand. But it's not just procrastination. I mean, any area that you feel that you are weaker in. For some people, it could be public speaking. Mm -hmm. You may be in a position to where you need to speak to people. If you have stage fright, you're not doing the research, you're not doing the practice to increase your level of public speaking. Well, your confidence is going to be not where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. But as you do the research, as you practice, you'll become better and then your confidence will build. So it's also like that in the area of fitness. We know that that's definitely one of the top things when it comes to women is about whatever their physical fitness or the appearance that they want for themselves. That Mm -hmm. could be a whole nother conversation, but you want to love yourself where you're at while you're working on where you want to be. Yeah. That's very important, right? So, because I think a lot of times people, women especially, and I've coached women like this before in dating, they tend to think that if they meet this particular weight goal or if they get to this area physically, then all of a sudden everything's going to change. And because men are physical in a lot of cases, like depending on what the man's attracted to, there are things you can do to attract different types of men. But if your mind isn't there, If your mind isn't there, if you're not mentally confident to do it, it doesn't matter, right? Like you can have all the surgeries, you can hire a stylist, you can do all of these things. But what I've experienced in the dating world is that confidence is key. Confidence, it gets you more points and it gets you more attention and you're attracting more people to you no matter what the package looks like. Yeah, you are absolutely right. And I've been in chats and I've seen posts from men and they're like, her confidence is sexy. Like her confidence is what makes her even more attractive. So yes, I absolutely agree. Like it's definitely is a mindset. Like you have to believe it too. And 
if you are lacking confidence and you're building, it's okay for it to feel uncomfortable and not natural when you're telling yourself these positive affirmations, when you're finding things that you like about yourself, when you are checking things off of that checklist, like it may seem like you're being fake with yourself. As time goes on and you develop this practice, it will become more natural and you'll be like, you know what? These really are the true things about me. Like I'm not believing what other people are saying. I'm not trying to be what other people want me to be. This is who I am and this is how I feel about myself. And this is how I want to present my best self to the world. Yes. Yeah. Just having this conversation made me think about a conversation I had with a client (laughs) recently, actually. He's an amazing client. He's kind of like everything the women want. Mm -hmm. Successful, Mm -hmm. tall, handsome, all the things that women say they want. Right. Mm -hmm. And he came to me originally as my client and he was looking for an Instagram model. I'm just going to be honest. You know, he was like, like a lot of these guys, when they go to matchmakers, they tend to, I think it was a hope who said it. I can't think of her first name right now, but she essentially said men want Instagram models who are like church angels or like, basically they want these like goody two shoe girls, like these virgin Instagram models, right? Which are like none existent. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> woman who's like a sex goddess, but has never had sex before, you know, like, um, so he was one of those when he originally uh-huh. came to me at these Instagram model requests and expectations. And after being introduced to so many of those women, he actually was really attracted to and really, he was most into a woman he met that was nothing like any of those women. And I said, okay, what was it? Because he gave mm-hmm. me a call and he's like, he's like, I got to talk to you. I'm like, what's going on? And he's like, this experience was so amazing for me because for so long, I thought I wanted a woman. And he just like listed all of the superficial things that he told me that didn't matter really, but he was convinced that's what he needed at first. And the experience taught him that he wasn't happy with those women because I was, of course, introducing him to those women, no problem, right? Mm-hmm. But he was actually more attracted to was the confidence in another woman that looked nothing like the women he thought he absolutely had to be with. And it just goes to show how confidence like plays such a huge role in dating. Yes, it really does. And your confidence can absolutely make or break a relationship. Like I won't use him as an example, but imagine a couple where they've decided to date and one just exuberates of this amazing, infectious type of confidence. And then you are not really there at that level. And no matter if it's the male or female, the other partner can feel like they're not up to par because they are still finding out how to get to that point. And I think that with women too, when it comes to dating, which I mean, it's been a while since I've dated because I am in a long-term relationship. (laughs) Y'all been together for a while. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. We have been together for a while, but I can speak from the stance of being together for a while. We look to other people to help boost our confidence. Mm -hmm. Like, do you approve of this? And confidence is all about you. It's not about anybody else. It's about you looking in the mirror at you and saying, 
Am I doing absolutely everything that I can to be my best self? And if I'm not, what do I need to do to be my best self? And that's a decision that you have to make. And once you make that decision, again, I'm really big on vision boards and speaking positively over your life, yeah, uh, manifestations, yes, mm-hmm. affirmations. So when you do that, the universe is going to attract those things to you. Yeah. One thing you keep saying that I love and, and I use it a lot too is best self. Because I think mm-hmm. where we're like, and as black women in general, like we were never really the beauty. Like as brown skinned girls, we were never really in America or in general, really, like as long as we've been alive, what has been considered pretty was never us, right? Just black women in general. And so I think that, these are facts. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I mean it's changing now, which is great, but I think the main thing is women have to know when it comes to confidence that I don't care what magazine is saying the most beautiful woman in the world is. There may never be anything you can do to look like that woman. Like your job is to be the best version of yourself, right? Versus trying That's to it. Mm-hmm. someone else. I love what you're saying. Be your best self. I love that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not going to lie and be like, I was always here and I am still daily like working on building my confidence. Now, am I confident? Am I sure of myself? Am I aware of what my purpose is in life? Where I think that that also plays a huge factor in confidence, knowing your purpose, knowing your why. Because mm-hmm. if you're just out here feeling lost, you're just navigating, just trying to figure out something because you don't know what your purpose is, then you're definitely not going to feel confident. But I say that to say I wasn't always here about being my best self. I can admit now with the little wisdom that I do have, you know, 30 plus years on this planet that I was a people pleaser. Really? I, yeah, I wanted to make the right grades. I wanted to do the right major, have the right career, all to make family happy Or I was doing this because I thought that this would be what would satisfy my friends. Or I was one of those people who growing up was always told, oh, you're very articulate and you're very smart. You're very bright. So I felt like I couldn't let people down. So I was never really free to navigate and just take out time to think about what does Mercedes want? What does Mercy want? What inspires me? What keeps me going? What things do I care about? Because I'm listening to everybody and I'm watching everyone because you can't help but to see what other people are doing. And I'm like, okay, well, where really do I fit in? But that wasn't really satisfying me. And I just woke up one day and I was like, Mercy, what would you be doing if fear was not a factor? And I love that question. Love that question. That's something I like to ask people. (laughs) It's funny, these questions. (laughs) I like to ask people that I'm building relationships with, whether it's romantic or platonic, what would you be doing if nothing was in your way? Because Mm -hmm. how can you live life and not pursue what you really want to do Like and settle in any area, right? So Mm -hmm. I love that you asked that question to yourself. You dropped a few jewels here. One... You talked about in order to be confident, purpose is important. So identifying your purpose. You also talked about 
when you want to be confident that you have to have positive affirmations, what are some other things you think women should do who, let's say, for example, there's a woman listening right now and she's struggling with areas of confidence. What can she walk away with after listening today and start working on to build confidence? Yes. Well, we've talked about several steps out of my, I have the six steps to building confidence. And we talked about, I think four out of the six, but I will just go over them. This is a great starting point for anyone, especially women as well. So, and in no specific order, but one, don't compare yourself to others. Two, positive affirmations. You can do them daily or whenever it's needed. You may feel up and down like a roller coaster within 24 hours. So when you catch yourself slipping, think of a positive affirmation. If you don't know any, you can Google it. You can buy a journal, which is what I like to do. Like out of Ross, they're like three or four dollars and they have affirmations on each of the pages. Another area that you can work on, which I talked about earlier, is working on your areas of weakness. So if you know that like myself, like you are a procrastinator or you need to work on public speaking or you want to work on fitness or there's just something that you've been putting off or something that you need to strengthen, work on that. And as you get stronger in that area, your confidence will build. Another thing that I also mentioned is loving yourself now. I think that this should probably be boosted up to number one. But again, these are in no specific order. But love yourself where you're at. Learn how to love yourself where you're at. And like you were saying, Jasmine, like don't wait until like, oh, if I lose weight or if I get the boyfriend or if he takes me on a date, like love yourself right where you're at. Right where you at. I love it. And then also this piggybacks off of the loving yourself now is like understand that it won't happen overnight. So you have to show yourself grace, have gratitude. And there's a gratitude exercise that I like to do every so often where I may do it like for five days straight, seven days straight. When I first did the exercise, I did it for 30 days straight. And it's every morning or every night you write down one thing that you're thankful for, one thing you're looking forward to, and then an affirmation. And so again, you're just putting it out there in the atmosphere, building your confidence as you do this exercise. The last two steps, again, mentioned them previously want to discover your purpose. So you may lack confidence because you just don't know your why. So find Mm -hmm. out your why. Lastly, in the six step process is what we were just talking about, eliminating fear. And that was a changing point in my career, a changing point in my life when I actually did take out 30 minutes and ask myself that question. I realized that the answer were all things that I could actually do. And that's how I became a plus size professional model. When I realized wow. well, if I eliminated fear, then I would be plus size modeling. And so then I said, well, why are you not a plus size model? And I was like, why am I not a plus size model? And then, <laughs> then, <laughs> and then you became a plus size model, man. Okay. Yes. I mean, getting into the industry, you know, it happens differently for everyone, but 
My gateway was through pageantry. I got some really bomb headshots. I'm utilizing my tools and resources with this Instagram and social media that we have. I mean, I'm putting myself out there. I'm positioning myself. There's a phrase that I learned when I was working for AT&T years ago as a sales rep. One of my managers said, right place, right time, right uniform. And I think it's from the military. But that always stuck with me. And so I tried to set up myself to where I'll be in the right place, right time, right uniform. And it happened for me. Because I've never heard that before. I don't think so. What does it mean by right place, right time, right uniform? It means that you are always preparing yourself for your next level in life. So in fashion world or in career world, in corporate world, they say dress for your next position, right? I think that that's more of like a common phrase that we hear, but right place. So we can just use the plus size modeling, for example, or we could even use dating, for example. Are you positioning yourself to meet those people? Are you doing the research that's needed to love yourself fully before you're trying to find a mate or build your confidence fully before you try to find a partner? Right time. We all know about timing. So for me, this is more so what aligns with my faith because I've had experiences where I prayed for something because I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. I wanted it so bad. And I kept praying and praying and praying. And God was like, okay, I'm going to give it to you. But I wasn't then, ready for it. And then it's like, oh, I didn't actually want that like I thought I did. <laughs> exactly. Either I didn't want it like I thought I did or I wasn't ready for it. It wasn't the right time. So I also became very specific in my prayer about whatever I receive, make sure that I can maintain what I gain and that I always want my purpose to be bigger than my personal desires. Wow. And that was my personal prayer. Once I went through that experience of wanting something so bad, getting it, and it was not for me. So I changed my perspective on that. And then so right place, right time, right uniform. So again, you don't want to jump inside of a swimming pool in a suit. You want to jump in a swimming pool with a bathing suit on, I would hope. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying all of this to say is that it's an ongoing process of preparation. So when you discover your purpose, when you discover your why, You're working backwards to do that research, to find the resources and also a support system that wants to see you win. I couldn't do what I do if I didn't have an amazing support system. And I call them Team Mercy and they know who they are. Some of them are like my A1 day ones from like middle school. Some of them I met at Grambling State. Some of them I met just only maybe a year and a half ago, but you know the vibes when you meet them and you click and you guys have similarities or maybe you don't even have similarities, but they just genuinely want to support you and to see you prosper. And so it's always good to have your team or your support system. And also, since we're talking about dating, when you get into that relationship, you still do your own confidence building, you still search to accomplish your own goals. Mm -hmm. There will be things that you do together, but you don't want your entire existence and your entire confidence to be intertwined into that other person and their approval. 
And I can speak of that from my own personal experience because I had to take a step back. We actually both did have to take a step back to discover what our personal desires and wants were outside of our relationship. And the beauty of being in the relationship, we have each other to support us while we navigate on these personal goals. Two whole people coming together versus two people who need each other to be whole. Exactly. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. So as a plus size model, still living in this crazy world where people are so judgmental, are there still times where you're getting ready to hop on the runway or you're doing a shoot that you still have to remind yourself to be confident? Every time I'm on set, I have to remind myself to be confident every single time. I mean, to me, I don't want to say that life is a competition because I don't really look at life that way. (laughs) But modeling is a competitive profession. Mm -hmm. And depending on what you are trying to accomplish and what portfolio you are building, like if you are not already walking on set and in that room like you are Ashley Graham, or you are the Cindy Crawford of Plus, Mm -hmm. or you are the Takara Jones, like you might as well just go back home because you're not going to kill the shoot because you already... Your mind is not right. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Your mind is not right. So every time I step on set, it's like, I mean, gosh, the only thing that I remember from Shakespeare is that the whole world is a stage. (laughs) 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 And so... Yeah, it really is. And so when I'm on set, that's my stage. I am the Ashley Graham. I am the Lyris Cross of that shoot, of that runway. It's my moment. And And you have to embrace it. You have to. And I think it sounds so simple, but it really is like having that conversation with yourself and believing it. I don't remember when I saw this, but it was years ago. And anytime I find myself having imposter syndrome, which we all have, where yes, it's like, girl. is this really me? Can I do this? And I've had that in so many different stages. But I remember, I think it was, well, I know it was Beyonce. It was years ago. But I remember her saying that every single performance, she's still crazy nervous. And I think back to that moment, hearing her say that and thinking like, man, if Beyonce sometimes is concerned that it's imposter syndrome, then okay, me having this little concern ain't that big of a deal. Because if Beyonce can go out and kill it and be super nervous before she goes out on stage, then of course I can get in front of this crowd of 100 people or get on social media in front of thousands of people and speak my mind and coach women and do all of these things and know that it's not the end of the world. I don't have to quit just because I don't always feel completely confident doing it. Yes, that is exactly the truth. Like you will win if you don't quit, but you can't win if you don't start. You can't get any. Yeah, period. You can't win if you don't start. Yeah, just leave it at that. And it's so interesting that a megastar, Beyonce, can still be nervous, but we don't give ourself enough grace or leeway to feel those feelings and work through it. We're like, oh, well, if I stumble or I can't get it, it must not be for me. Like we give up on ourselves so easily. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that I like to coach people on as well. It's like, give yourself grace. Don't be so eager to give up. Like you have barely even touched 
the surface of trying. Like you have to keep going. And if that strategy doesn't work, make up a new strategy. And it's so funny that a lot of quotes that I love that resonate with me come from past corporate jobs that I've had. I think of another one from a manager when I worked in banking as a banker for a hot little second. <laughs> My manager would be like, you need to think of plan A, B, C. And then if that doesn't work, come up with plan P." <laughs> <laughs> That means don't give up. Yes. No, I have some of my favorite sayings (laughs) from corporate too, but I think one of the ones that I think of the most is when I was in sales and recruiting, my manager would always be like, the worst they can say is no. And it sounds so simple, but it is so simple. It's like the worst they can say is no. And then in that case, you just move on to the next, right? And I think that definitely applies in corporate, but it also applies in your dating life. Like if a woman wants to like express interest in a guy or something else, it's like there are millions of people on this earth. And if there's one guy that you're interested in that's not interested back, like what's the worst he can do? Say no. And in that case, you're just going to go to your other millions of options and give yourself even more opportunities. But that's something that has helped me in business, has helped me in when I was in corporate, something that's obviously helps me with I'm coaching my clients and working with clients. But I mean, it's really simple. The worst they can say is no. That is absolutely the truth. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because rejection, rejection will crush your confidence so fast. Until you learn to accept that rejection is normal. Another Beyonce moment for me. And I'll let you get back here, but I want to say this part. I don't know if you remember this, but Nas's baby mama wrote a book. The girl that like, it was years ago and it's kind of like this messy book, but I remember my friends were reading it. So I read it. But Nas's baby mama wrote a book. She was the girl who, when Jay-Z had the song and he talks about, he threw the condom in the car seat. He was talking Uh about, yeah. So it was her and she kind of wrote about the whole experience. But she said in that book, and I'm pretty sure it was that book, she basically said that Beyonce tried to talk to Nas and Nas turned her down. And I don't know why Beyonce is like the gold standard for me, but I'm like, if Beyonce can get rejected... Then, girl, yeah. you can get rejected and get over it, okay? Somebody out here rejected Beyonce. Someone rejected Halle Berry. Like, someone rejected Takara. I think Takara was in a relationship yep. with Drake. So, mm-hmm. like, someone has rejected all of these amazing women, and they survived and went on to be amazing and do great things. Of course, you can handle rejection, too. But you're right. Rejection, for a lot of people, it's tough for them to experience it. Absolutely. And it goes back to, well, I'm so afraid of being rejected. I'm not even going to try. Like if I would have thought that I would not be out here getting these plus modeling checks if I thought about the rejection. And hey, then also. Modeling checks. Okay. <laughs> okay <girl. Right>. <laughs> yes. And I said that to tie that in back to the imposter syndrome because it took me months. I want to say maybe about five, six months or so. Like I was excited about getting the contract, but even though I had the contract signed and I'm going to Levi's, I'm going to Old Navy and the checks, I still didn't feel comfortable calling myself a model or a plus model. It felt like okay, like I'm here, I'm at the headquarters, you know, I'm getting fitted. A designer paid my way to New York Fashion Week and I'm her spokesperson for her brand. But I was dealing with that imposters. I was like, I'm not Takara. I'm not Lyra's Cross. Like, what am I doing here? Wow. So 
again, you definitely have to kill X out that imposter syndrome. And it literally, again, took Team Mercy, took my support system to like have me write out my pros because I was having a hard time celebrating the wins because I really didn't feel like I was up to par because, again, there's so many other people out there who's killing the game. Mm-hmm. And again, it came back. Well, where were you last year? Remember when you were just dreaming about being where you are now? Don't you have extra income now? Are you not out here motivating and inspiring other people? Have you not made references to other talent and they actually got signed to your agency? So it's like, yeah, you definitely have to do that self-evaluation and do it often with yourself, whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish. Again, if you are working on those goals, and again, I keep referring back to the checklist because everyone has that person checklist of things that they need to do or that they want to do. And if you are progressing, then you can feel good and confident about yourself because you are actively doing what needs to get done to, again, go back to our favorite phrase, being your best self. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. The, the one other thing I wanted to add on top of all of this amazing, like, info that you just gave is when it comes to rejection, we have to understand that it's, we personalize it, but rejection is not about us. It's not about you when you're rejected, right? Uh It's not even about you. When someone rejects you in dating and relationships, they're saying, this is not for me. They're not saying something's wrong with you. They're just saying, Hey, this is not for me. And I think when we take our mind out of like, oh, this person thinks there's something wrong with me versus like, hey, they have an idea of what their life will look like. And it just doesn't happen to be you that fit in the picture, right? Oh, yeah. Look at it that way. And you can take that to modeling. You can take that to corporate America or whatever. It's just like, okay, now I know like that's not going to be the next step for me, whether that's a relationship or the next contract or the next position that gives me the opportunity to go meet what is for me, right? Like the next relationship or contract or position. Yeah. I actually had to overcome that as well. And I actually wrote that down in my notes. I think as women, we are nurturers, right? So when it comes to relationships, if someone says that they don't like something or it's not for them, we immediately want to try to fix it. Like we want to solve the problem. We want to be like, oh, like you said, we internalize it and we make ourselves feel guilty like we're the problem. Just how you were saying, it's not always about you. Sometimes they're not there yet or it's their dislike or it's not what they see for them in their future. It's not about you or what you're not doing. And I struggled with this personally as well, like having to stop internalizing or blaming myself when someone else says that they don't like something. It's not always for mercy to fix it. It's not always for you to fix it. It's just sometimes it's just like, okay, they're not feeling this right now. Yeah, then keep it moving. But I think with women, we can easily go down that rabbit hole and immediately feel less confident just because we thought that it was a good idea and they don't feel like it's a good idea. And so now we're blaming ourselves for them not agreeing 
with something that you feel that they should agree with. Man, thank you, Mercy, so much for coming on and chatting with us about building confidence. I know that confidence is big in the dating world. I know there's going to be a good amount of women who are interested in learning how they can work with you, whether that's from personal shopping or building confidence. So how can women find you and learn more about you and how they might be able to work with you? Yes, absolutely. So you can go to my website, which is Mercy Hogan. That's M-E-R-S-Y-H-O-G-A-N.com. You can contact me there. You can read the blog, see what I'm up to. You could also send me an email at contact at mercyhogan.com. So that's C-O-N-T-A-C-T at Mercy, M-E-R-S-Y. Hogan.com. You can also follow me on social media. All of my social media is Mercy Hogan. So that's Mercy Hogan at Instagram, Mercy Hogan on Facebook, even Mercy Hogan on Twitter. So I look forward to hearing from you guys. You could just shoot me an email to let me know if you enjoyed the podcast. If you're interested in confidence coaching, we can talk about that too. So yeah, I look forward to connecting with you all. And thank you, Jasmine, so much. This was an amazing experience. I love talking about confidence, sharing my wisdom and learning from you too. You dropped so many jewels. And so I'm just so thankful that you've created this space for us to have a girl chat. Yes, 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 yes. I'm so grateful that you came on the show. It's just cool to have like, I don't think I've ever really like done business with a Gremlin night before. So this is super cool for us to to work together like this. Yeah. So that's big for me. Girl, thank you so much. Everyone has your contact info now. So make sure that you guys reach out to her. As you can tell, she's amazing. And so if you're looking to take your confidence to the next levels, reach out to my girl, Mercy. Otherwise, talk to you guys next time. All right, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of Dating Done Right with Jazz. Please make sure that you subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to make sure you're receiving future episodes. And also for my single ladies who are sick and tired of meeting men that just can't match up to your level, make sure you go get the free training at attractandalpha.com to see how you can attract men who will match your ambition, who will match your intelligence and match your loyalty at attractandalpha.com. All right, guys, talk to you next time.